0: All right, guys, let's deep dive into the wicketkeeper position for BBL Supercoach in BBL 13. We're going to talk through all the must-have wicketkeepers. We're going to talk through our pods, our cheapies. We're even going to talk you through how to VC an emergency loop this year. Uh, Let's get
1: started. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy
0: Sports Podcast. Yes, welcome back to the Insight BBL show on the Insight Podcast Network. I am the super coach Brain. You can find me on X at SC underscore Brain. And the big horse, he's with me as he always is. I better play the soundbite this time. I haven't done it yet this year. (laughs) He's back. How are you, mate?
1: Hey, brother. Going well. I love hearing that. Just gets me all giddy, ready to go, mate. Now, tell me, between last podcast that we did and this one, How many times has your team changed? You know, it's
0: it's funny. As soon as I was, I was actually watching the premiere of the team reveal and I'm like, that's actually not my team. Uh, so I, have probably made two changes. I think since I did that now, um, guys, before we rip into the content, we're talking keepers today, but before we do hit the like button, hit subscribe. Uh, if you're listening to us on audio could be Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever it is that you consume your podcasts. Make sure to hit the follow button. Leave us a review as well. It does really help us get up the ratings. We are trying to climb those and and obviously if you guys like the like the podcast, like the episodes, we would appreciate it. But also, what we'd appreciate even more is if you join the free league that we've got and win some shit. That's what we'd love even more. You know, don't subscribe and, and all that kind of stuff, but come and win some shit if you really want to. We're going to give away a yeah. Supercoach Champions ring to the person who scores the most points overall for that league. And we're also going to be giving away weekly prizes thanks to the standard squeeze as well. So uh, we're going to be giving away a prize to the highest scorer each week. Good from good from the standard squeeze. We'll give them a shout-out very soon as well. Great sponsor of the podcast. We appreciate their support. And now,
1: What have we got? We've got two weeks left until the start of the bbl season and we currently have 161 members in that league geez i'd love to get that around 250 to 300 if we could so for anyone at home that hasn't joined yet league code again 482267 jump in it's free and you win shit how good
0: what a time how good no i'm looking forward to it should be good now Mate, we're talking wicket keepers, and we're going to talk through our primos and the guys that we would nearly consider must-haves or definitely think people, players that people should be considering. We're going to talk pods as well, which is point of difference players, players that are really low-owned. Um, more so, probably players that are under 10% owned. We like to get a little bit spicy here at Insight. So mm-hmm. we thought, you know, yeah, people that no one's looking at or very minimal amount of people are looking at. So we'll, we'll talk you through a couple of guys there that are on our radar that we could potentially start with. And uh, we'll talk you through our cheapies, our cash generators, because those guys are really, really important to, to get on your team, to build your bank of your team up, build that team value up. How important is building team value, Mick, for the for the whole season? We've got nine rounds, mate, so plenty of time.
1: Underrated. So price changes occur after every game. That's right, isn't it? So Yeah, that's right. You've got so much money to make so early on. And like you know as well as I do, mate, that the more money you got, the better players you can bring in, the higher you're going to score. It's just as simple as that. Your 40, 42K or your 60K players aren't going to match it with your Jai Richardsons and Aaron Hardys for a reason. So it's a must-have. You've got to build bank
0: for sure. And ideally by the end of this series, by the time we reach round nine, you've got a team full of at least primo players that you would consider premiums. Um, and then you've got some really nice emergency options there. You'd be very happy to play and, and use the loophole, which we'll talk about right now. Now, sure. um, mate, for for the new super coach players out there, they're probably thinking, what does this loophole thing mean? I don't understand. Now, I want to try and dull this down as much as I can to make it easily um, uh, kind of attainable or understanding. Uh, But it is quite complex at times. So I'm going to try and dumb it down as much as I can. Now, everybody would understand they can use three emergencies. So when you do the E on your bench, uh, you've got them as emergency players. So basically what that means is if you're starting, one of your starting players in that position doesn't play you get your emergencies points so for anybody who plays afl super coach or even bbl super coach you would uh, sorry nbl super coach you would understand how that works yeah nrl guys might be a little bit confused by this because nrl has four reserves um and it's not position based at all and uh you get your lowest scorer out of, your, out of your non-players. So it's a bit of a mess. The reserves count to your score in NRL, and then it picks your lowest score off the bench to then jump in and replace your, your non-player. So very different. So very similar to AFL and NBL for those of you out there that play that game. Now, basically emergency looping using a non-player in your starting lineup to activate your emergency bench score. Now, if your emergency player goes ballistic, you want to kind of be a little bit tactical around how you use that, you know, let's, and let's use an example of having somebody like Jake Fraser McGurk, who we know in round one, it's a little bit of a risky play as a batsman only, but in the form and that, that hundred of 29 balls is very enticing. So Mm -hmm. for me at the moment, I've got him as an emergency in my bats position. Now in round one, if he in game one, if he goes ballistic and he goes and gets me 80 or 40, or he goes and gets me a hundred of twenty-nine, like he did the other week, I will then basically want to have those points in my team. So what was- I can then do is I can use someone like Nikhil Chowdhury, who I have there sitting in my batsman slot as a replacement at the moment. He does have dual position, which is even better. And I would sub him onto the field and sub off one of the players that is yet to play. So then Obviously, Chowdhury isn't going to play, and I would then get Jake Fraser McGurk's points. So there's there's a fair bit of tactic involved in, in looping and, and thought process and making sure of a few things, and I'll run through those first. Now, firstly, your emergency are position-based, like I mentioned. So what this means is you can't have an emergency wicketkeeper like a Ben McDermott up there. And then he, you can't then sub him in uh, into the batsman position. So if your wicketkeeper doesn't play, you get Ben McDermott's points. But if your batsman doesn't play, you don't get Ben McDermott's points. So you can't cross over positions. It is position-related only. So keep that in mind. Um, If you do choose to have two emergencies in one position, so let's say at bat or bowl, because you can't have two emergencies as a wicketkeeper, let's say you have two emergencies and you just give away with the wicketkeeper emergency completely. That means that if two of your batsmen don't play and you have two batsmen emergencies, you get both of their scores. So this is something to think about in round one when we actually don't have any non-playing wicket keepers at the moment. That might be an option. So we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about teams. Um, I think the best tactic, Mick, in this one is to have your emergency or your VC on a player that plays in the first game. Now, we've got two teams, some cracker teams, kicking off BBL 13 this year in the Melbourne Stars and the Brisbane Heat on a triple. Melbourne stars are on a double. I would be picking one of those players from either of those teams, probably a Heat player as a free hit basically. Uh, And I would be putting the VC on one of those guys. So then let's say for instance, who have we got Nathan McSweeney? Let's say Nathan McSweeney goes ballistic. He has a massive game in game one. Then if he goes big, what I can do is I can sub in Nikhil Chowdhury, who we know probably isn't going to play for Hobart. If he does play, we're in all sorts of deep shit. But if he doesn't play, I put the C on him. And then the C doesn't play, I get my VC double points. Yep. So that's a VC loophole. I'm, I'm sure most people underst- would know how that works and, and bear with me if you do. But there are a few people out there who have never looped before. Um, so we-, we want to try and be uh, a little bit more in depth about this now. Um, how- so think your emergency and your VC needs to be early
1: how important is it to have a team then that plays later in the round or that doesn't play the first game as your loop?
0: Huge, huge. So your, so your emergency needs to be early and your non-player needs to be really late, like preferably as late as possible, which leads me into my next point being that your buy players, your players on the buy are the best option to have a loop every week. Now, when we look at the buys, round one, we don't have one. So it makes it tough, which is why I'm actually really heavily looking at Chowdhury to start in my team. It'll only be one non-player in my team because we know cash is king. I need to be making money. But if Chowdhury isn't playing and he's locked in to not play, he's my loop option. And he's got dual position. I can shuffle him up and down and use him on field in both positions there. So... um to answer your question, you want your VC or your emergency playing in the first game or the second game or definitely before your captain or before the person you want to sub out. The mistake you can make is that you put a VC on a guy after your captain's already played. You may as well, you're, you're fucked. You can't, you can't sub out a captain or sub out a player once they're played. They're locked. Yeah, yeah. Now, the advantage is that we have a lot of players on buys and teams on buys nearly every single week except round one and round eight. They're the only two rounds this year that we don't have a player on a buy. So we can use those. So when we look at the buyers, round two, the Melbourne Stars have a buy. If you're starting with Glenn Maxwell, he is the ultimate bat bowl dual position VC loop for round two or emergency loop for round two. <coughs> round three, we've got the Adelaide Strikers and the Brisbane Heat on buys. I'm sure we're going to have a fuckload of them. Round four, we've got the Perth Scorchers. Round five, we've got the Perth Scorchers. So the reasoning for me, and I know you've spoken about this too, is that we're starting with Sam Whiteman because of this reason. It's a free loop in round four and five, having a wicker keeper loop.
1: Makes sense, doesn't it? And he's making runs yeah. too, so he can make some cash beforehand.
0: That's right. That's the idea. And then I'll just hold him as my wick, my bench wicker keeper and be able to use the loop in the bat or the wicker keeper spot throughout those two rounds. So that so is so basically,
1: basically what you've explained there is that, because I'm the same and we're, we're thinking along the similar lines in regards to how we structure our team, we've got loops for the first five weeks there without even going really that much more into it.
0: Yeah, I've got non-player Chowdhury round one. I've got Glenn Maxwell round two. I've got uh, probably Rashid Khan round three um, or a Brisbane Heat player of some sort. I've then got Sam Whiteman round Whiteman. four and five from my bench, we yep. keeper loop. And probably Chowdhury still at some point um, to use in my bat bowl sort, spot. So I'll have essentially three loops in three different positions, which is awesome. It gets, It gives you a second chance in every position, which is pretty cool. Uh, and the best supercoach players in BBL utilize it every single week. Then we've got round six, Melbourne Stars and uh, Sydney Thunder. So Sydney Thunder have their first buy. I'm going to be holding Tanvir Sanger. Hopefully he's making me some cash so I can use him there. I can use Maxwell again. Then round seven, the Renegades have their buy, and I'm sure that we're going to be Renegade heavy at, at mm-hmm. some point at the back end of the season. Then no one has a buy in round eight, but if Chowdhury isn't playing still, we can use him. And then round nine, we've got the Brisbane Heat again in the final round. And I'll be keeping a couple of those guys or even getting one in as a bit of enough. So what enough means is someone who's not playing at all. So basically there are are some teams or some players on some squads that you know are just not going to ever get a run. And uh, Baxter Holt was the perfect example of that for Sydney Thunder last year. He didn't get a run for the majority of the season. Um, And we could use him knowing that we were confident enough that he wasn't going to get a gig and he wasn't going to play. And he'd be your non-player that you could shuffle into your team and use as your loophole. So I'm hoping that's understandable enough or easy enough to understand. Uh, I know it's quite complex and maybe I've done an absolute mockery of trying to explain it. But uh, hit me up in the DMs or on X or drop a comment or
1: or whatever. And
0: yeah, or hop in the Discord for sure. Do you want to explain Discord,
1: Mick? Yeah. So guys, what we do, what we have, sorry, is we've got a Discord channel. So down below in the uh, comments in the link, you can just click on that. It'll take you through to our Discord Click on the little BBL, it'll come up with what sports you like. Click on BBL, you'll jump straight into our chat where Nathan and I, we often talk through players, teams, all that sort of jazz, and we're happy to walk you through loopholes, captains, player choices, all that sort of jazz. We've also just finished off picking our original community team as well. So if you want some input in that, feel free to jump in and and give us your two cents worth with that. Um, And as we've said in previous podcasts, if we were to be lucky enough to win, The money in any one round, it'll be donated straight to a charity.
0: For sure. Hopefully, we can get a dub there for the community team. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Um, Or or a viewer or someone who just follows the pod and takes our advice. That'd be cool as well. We'd enjoy that. Hmm. Now, um, I I guess maybe the last thing I'll leave you on with this loop stuff is that the common tactic, I guess, for an emergency player on your bench or your VC is just to take a flyer. Take a guy that could go fucking huge. a Ben McDermott in round one uh, on your emergency uh, in the bat position could be awesome because he could honestly go out and score a hundred off 30 rocks. We know he's capable of it. That's who you want as your emergency. That's who you want as your VC, a VC or an emergency is a riskier play. And then your captain is a safer play. So my captain is going to be Sean Abbott because I know that he's got it. He's going to be good for two games. He's going to bother death. He's got a really good role for the sixes. Um, and then my VC is probably going to be someone like Nathan McSweeney, who's got three games to try and get one big score. So, if he goes big in game one, I can shuffle him in and, and use him that way. So that's probably the best advice I'd give you is just have a fucking crack on your VC or your emergency. And if it doesn't come off, you're no worse off. You can, you can just roll into your captain or roll into your starting team as you normally would. For sure. Um, mate, do you want to take us into the primos?
1: Let's do it. So the premiums that we have here are brought to you by Ryan from Astute Eusted. Uh, if you want to know anything about Ryan from Astute Newstead, we've got the link down below. Um, helps you with all your home loan loans with access to over 50 lenders. Nathan and I have both used him and saved us a shitload of money. So hit him up. He'd be more than happy to help you free of charge. So the first keeper we have have here at over 51.5% owned, is Josh Philippi. So Nathan and I have spoken about this a lot in the past, Red Hot matchup and location to start with three of his four games at the SCG where he averages 57 and first game against a Renegades who he averages 65 against. Form is questionable at the moment, Nathan, but you know as well as I do, I'm not sure what it was like for you when you were playing cricket. Uh, for me, when I was playing once upon a time, footy, no matter what you were doing, you could be out of form, but you go somewhere that you're comfortable and it just clicks. Like with cricket, I found at some grounds it I know it sounds weird, but some pitches felt longer than others or wider than others. And it allowed me, you know what, I'm seeing the ball pretty well here today or every time I went to that venue, I saw the ball better. I was just clean striking the ball. It's like this for Josh Filipe.
0: Yeah, oh, it's massive. In any sport, uh, you know, not only a home ground advantage is huge, but the, your opponent is massive. Like yeah. this, this bowling attack for the Renegades hasn't really changed that much. Aside from Zampa coming into this lineup, they've still got Uraman. They've still got Kane Richardson. They've still got Tom Rogers, um, you know, and and they've still got Will Sutherland who'll bowl some overs as well. So like the, the people that are bowling at him are the same people that bowled at him last year where he scored 99. I think it was in, in one of those rounds uh, from mm-hmm. memory. So, but yeah, the the form's there. You you went through the numbers there. Like that's that's the reason why I think people need to pick him not only because he's cheap but because he's got really nice matchups coming up in the first three first four rounds and the Sixers yeah, are on the cool. double in round 1. So mm-hmm. why not just have a crack? And and I guess maybe we should probably bring up the fact that you can use any of the guys that we talk about in the batsman slot too because every single wicketkeeper is also a bat in Supercoach. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You don't just have to go with two of these bad boys. You can go with four of them if you really want to. So you could and how about he has, this... he's a must-have.
1: Yeah. How about this next bad boy, DeCock Quinton, as his mother knows him as, scores of 100, 109, 174, 114, with 19 catches in the World Cup. We'll keep for the Melbourne Renegades and open the bat. Available to play as long as his team doesn't go deep into the T20, T10 sorry, Abu Dhabi tournament. I really want him in, but I just I don't know. I'm... I've just got question marks around overseas players playing as well as what they do overseas and coming here and taking a little bit to customise to our conditions. Your thoughts?
0: How much is this, Marie? It's very expensive. Oh, I I still want him. Fuck, I want him bad. Like mm. uh, the 180k is a little bit of a turnoff, but then I'm looking at Aaron Hardy. He's 170 odd. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Sean Abbott. He's 197. I'm looking at Michael Nisa. He's 190 odd too. Um, I was considering getting Jai Richardson in my team. The bloke's 247,000. So uh, the the only downside, I guess, for me is the fact that if he nicks off early to a good one, and like you just mentioned, that's a really good point. He um and overseas players in general really struggle to adapt to Australian conditions early on in the BBL, and we've seen a lot of. Poms more so, but we've seen a lot of overseas players in general come across and probably take a little bit of time to get going. Now, Uh, yeah, that's my concern with him. He's been so red hot. How long can he stay this red hot?
1: Yeah, you can't see the ball like a beach ball for forever, but you dig deeper into his stats and he only averages a tick over 30 in Australia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. Okay. Um, You know, the one thing that actually really stands out for me is that he's going to have the gloves. He's going to be wicket keeping Mm -hmm. for the Renegades. And he got the 19 catches that you mentioned in the World Cup is 190 super coach points across the season. And what, nine games? I think he ended up with 19 catches across 11 games or something like that during the World Cup or might've even been less, 10 games. So like he's getting two catches a game. There was one game he got six catches, six so that is 60 points on top of whatever he scored. I think he also got 50 in that game. So like, imagine how many supercoach points that's going to be for him in, in just one game. And the Renegades are on the double, single, double in the first three rounds.
1: And he's keeping to good spinners like Errman and Zampa as well. So there's stumping opportunities there too. It's 20 points for a stumping, I think.
0: So yeah, every oh, chance.
1: You're making this really juicy.
0: Oh, no, I I might be talking myself into getting the <laughs> <Yeah,
1: same>. podcast, <laughs> um,
0: uh, but you can't ignore the form four times no. and a couple of forties, um, you know, in uh, 10 games or something like that, which is nuts. And, and that's against international opposition. We need to remember this isn't against domestic opposition like the BBL. This is against international quality players. So, and we spoke on the last pod when we did our teams about how form is important and it plays a really big part in the way that we're picking our team is the guys that are playing well at domestic level. How about the guys playing well at international level? You know, like, I don't know whether you can ignore this. Do you put him into your yeah. batsman slot? Do you find the cash and just put him into your bat? And because you've got so many, and we'll talk about them soon, we've got so many really good options at wicker Keeper that you probably need to have a wicketkeeper jewel in your batsman, maybe even two.
1: Yep. And the more I think about it with Sutherland, Kane Richardson, these sorts of bowlers. Like, they're, they're good, medium, fast, fast bowlers. Well, we've seen Kane Richardson. He's just been caught up the T20 side. Pretty handy bowling attack the Renegades have too. Big chance to score good, some man. extra points behind the stumps.
0: They're deep. They're deep in, in both mm. bat and ball. So he's in a very good team. And and if he yeah. pops off, they probably win the BBL. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go out and say it early. Now... Quinton DeCock, 180 k He is expensive. He's 28% owned though. So people are just shelling out for him, which yep. I completely understand. I'm, I'm fine with that. And he is in the premiums for a reason. Now, yeah. my third premium has a couple of question marks next to it because he's not really premium priced and we're not talking about premium in terms of price. We're talking about premium in terms of your best options to start at Wicketkeeper. And that's Sam Billings, 116 k He's nearly 25% owned, just shy of it. He's on the triple game week in game one. The only downside to Billings is he's not going to keep wickets with Jimmy Pearson in the team. So there's a good chance he probably bats four behind Nathan McSweeney, who's in the, probably what we would call the form of his life to get to, in domestic cricket. Um, I don't think he's a must have. I'm not going to go out and say you need to have Sam Billings in your team, but there is every chance he could come out in the first three games and get two scores and end up leading the supercoach scoring after round one. So you could even just put him in your batsman slot and you could rely on the fact that he's going to have three cracks. We spoke about it in the Brisbane heat podcast that he uh, fields in really good positions too. So he actually does take catches even without the gloves on. He's actually quite a good deep fielder. Yeah, so is. there's every chance they're going to put him in good spots, deep mid wicket, you know, deep mid on, deep mid off. He's, he's going to be in the game there. So for Billings, I originally started with him. I don't have him in my team right now because of the, the fears that I have around his role. Uh, and not having the gloves and having McSweeney instead of him. But you could easily just fade McSweeney and take a crack on Billings with that experience. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on him? Because we, we've been, he's been in and out of both of our sides, I think.
1: Yeah, he definitely has. I really want to get him in, but I'm also mindful that I don't want to have too many Brisbane Heat players going into round two as well. And, like, it sounds great, Brisbane on a triple game week, but when you look at the facts of it, what about if they shit the bed in two of these three games and the only scores – decently one game. He's not bowling. So you've got to take educated risks in Supercoach. And for me, while the price is appealing, it's a big no from me.
0: I'm quickly waiting to try and find out what their first three games are like. So they've got the Stars into the, th- th- uh, the Strikers into the Thunder. So the first game will be quite challenging. And I, I guess the one thing we need to think about, and I'll I'll give a shout out, uh, to the SC playbook. They, uh, did a, a podcast. Andrew Langley, for anybody who doesn't know is the back-to-back champion of BBL Supercoach, which is fucking insane. The fact that he can win two years in a row against 60 odd thousand people. That's insane. Uh, you know that shout out to him, you know, he recently won the IPL dream team tournament as well. So like, imagine, imagine how yeah. much switched on you have to be to win an international supercoach competition like that, mate, the guy's a genius. Good on him. And, um, One thing that I took from him was that you don't want to have many players playing against other players in your team. So when you've got four Brisbane Heat players and three Melbourne Stars players playing, you've got seven players playing against each other. There is a high likelihood that there could be a failure to three, four of your players that fail in that game if it's a very one-sided match. So that is one thing to 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 keep in mind. Yep. So... Good good intel from him, really good advice from him. Um, so that's my concern with heat, and you 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 mentioned there you are concerned you don't want to move in with too many heat players, and I agree with you. I think I only have three in my team at the moment, and I can easily I could easily get rid of one, to be honest. Um, I think I've got Munro, uh Kuhneman and who's and McSweeney. Those are the three that I have at the moment, and I could probably cull one, to be honest. Uh it, this is expecting that Nisa doesn't play. If he does, he's in. But if he doesn't and he gets named in the PM's 11, I haven't actually seen the details because we are recording on the Wednesday. Um, That'll come out, I think in the next 24 hours. So stay tuned for that. Uh, That is the premios, mate. Any, uh, any others to add? Have I missed anyone?
1: No, I don't think so. I reckon you could get stuck into our pods.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, the pods. We'll move over to the pods, but before we do, shout out to Bonus Bank. The pods are brought to you by Bonus Bank, the uh, number one match betting site in Australia. You can go to bonusbank.com.au and you can put in the code INSIGHT or one word, and uh, you'll get yourself 25% off one of their premium subscriptions for the first month, which is awesome from them. Uh, you can even get started for free. You can create a free account, and you can basically make up the 75 bucks for free. Um, and, and it teaches you how to do a ton of different match betting stuff. It, it teaches you about how to take advantage of bonus bets, deposit matches, and all of the promos that all the bookies throw at you every single day. So uh, if you're a, if you're a member or have an account with as many bookies as me, I'll tell you what, you're going to get weekly or daily text messages from these blokes. So you want to take Absolutely. advantage of, of those promos that they're throwing at you and bonus bank teach you how to do it. So use the code insight, bonusbank.com.au and they'll look after you. Now, um, mate, pods are under 10% owned, and I'm actually really surprised about this one because maybe he was on my radar a little bit more than you, but I think, you know, once we once we've looked at him and deep dived a little bit more with with Joe Clark, it's it's a good option. It's just not an amazing option option is it no
1: no it's not and like i like the fact that we are being quite open and transparent about this because his batting is just so spectacular but when you deep dive into what really is going to happen at the renegades this year he was averaging an extra what was it 10 or 12 points per game when you're talking catches behind the stumps and work with his gloves he's not going to be keeping this year so you take away say 10 points a catch a game From the 45 that he was averaging and you end up with a middle of the road score of 35, which is that really super coach relevant?
0: For me, no, not at all. I mean, he's going to probably open the batting. I think we're, we're a little bit unsure about how this top four looks for the renegades. They've got so many bloody options. So if Sean Marsh lines up, he'll open. Um, Joe Clark slides to three. If Sean Marsh doesn't play, and, and to be fair, Sean Marsh and Mitch uh, and sorry, um, Nick Maddinson both have not played much cricket, if any cricket, due to injury in the lead-up to BBL. So that could open the door for Clark to be opening with Quinton de Yeah. Now, that's enticing, and it's nice with the schedule. Is there logic to take Quinton de Kock and Joe Clark in the same team? Could you just take a punt on both the openers? Or, or would it make more sense to look at a Jake Fraser McGurk for 70 k cheaper?
1: Yes, 100%. So let me ask this then. Yeah, if I know that Quinton DeCock's got the gloves and he's opening the batting, then there's two ways that, with the way that DeCock's seen them at the moment, even though he averages just a tick over 30 in Australia, say he averages his 30 at, you know, activates his strike rate bonus, so he gets on average 40 with the the bat, uh, takes a catch every game. That's 50. Like he took 19 catches in the World Cup. So that's fairly safe to assume that that's going to happen. 50 compared to 35 without the gloves for Joe Clark. And he had a good tournament last tournament. I know which way I'm going.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing maybe we need to consider, I might disagree a tiny bit with you on, is is the fact that T20, you're going to get a lot of, a lot less nick-offs early than you would in a World Cup. So yeah. maybe looking at his 19 catches in a World Cup in a 50-over format might be a little bit exaggerated in comparison to what we're going to have in a T20 tournament. But I, I do agree with the fact that regardless South Africa have a quality bowling lineup, but so do the renegades. The renegades have some Australian Mm -hmm. and like they've got Kane Richardson. They've got Adam Zampa. They've got Uraman. They've uh, you know, they've got Tom Rogers who was one of I think one of the second best bowler from the super coach perspective last year. Yep. Like these guys are stacked. So, and, and Will Sutherland who just continues to do chief things. So yeah, there's every chance there is every chance to be involved behind the stumps too. But yeah, I agree. It's worth more than 40 K to have the gloves in your hand. I think in the form that he's in, in the difference between Joe Clark and Quentin DeCock. But hey, if you want to save yourself 41K and the 41K gets you someone like from a, uh, I don't even know what example I'd use right now, but it, a 41K, you can do a lot with 41K. So if that's the difference between getting uh, Ben McDermott to uh, Sam Billings or something to have another couple of innings there to have a crack at, might be worth it.
1: Yep. Or like what we've done and upgraded Stoiness into Webster.
0: Yeah, I th- think that might cost more than forty-one k, but still, like I think the idea is there. Um, I like it. Yeah, fair call. Cool. Now the second pod I'm not really proud of, mate. So you can take it, not me. You can have it.
1: Him, <laughs> <laughs> Sam Harper, hundred thirty k, five point nine percent owned. Can we move on? No, I'll go. To it. <laughs> Perfect round two loophole. We could keep it if you believe Harper will play a big role for the stars. A lot to pay for a loop in round two, though. He scored 89, 63, and 51 across three games, but then added scores of 21, 6, 8, 3, and 1 to go with it. He will get the gloves to, uh, you know, with bowlers like Steckerty, Nathan Cootanile, Maxie, Harris, Raouf, who's uh, signed and will start from round one for the Stars. Not for me, though.
0: Um, I Look, I'd like to try and play devil's advocate at some point and and just try and find a way to go against the natural thought because I think it's very easy to just switch off on guys like Sam Harper. But if the VUC loophole, which we talked about in depth at the start of the episode, means that much to you and it's that valuable to you, and fair enough if it is, you want to have two cracks at the wicker keeper spot, Sam Harper is the perfect, like you just mentioned, week two loophole. Mm -hmm. You know, you can use him as a loop. He's on the buy. So you can basically double down and get two cracks at your VC. Now, my concern with this is that if you're prioritizing the VC loop this much, what have you sacrificed with that 130 k cost for Sam Harper in week one that you've missed out on with your starting team? Have you missed out on a a Bo Webster and had to suffer a stoyness and he flops and Webster goes massive? Have you missed out on getting Rashid Khan in your team in week two on the double? That, you know, you've got to consider what you're missing. And I think there's a lot of money to be made and a lot of money in difference between Sam Harper and a Sam Whiteman. There's a lot of money difference, 40-odd K, between Sam Harper and Ben McDermott. Like, it's really hard to argue against these two guys. Yeah. So, if you've got the balls and you like the loophole, do it, but not not for us. He's actually the least owned wicketkeeper in the whole competition, funnily enough.
1: There's a reason for that.
0: Mm, there is. There is. Now uh um mate, do you want to take us through the cheapies? We just kind of mentioned them, so we gave it away, but rip in. Yeah, we they're can. A,
1: uh, they're great. before yeah, before we start, the cheapies are brought to you by the standard squeeze. So our good friends at the standard squeeze who have been with us since day one. Deliver you all goods and services, shirts, hats, my coffee mug. As you can see behind me behind me, the four and one. They've been sending out standard squeeze packs since day one for us to people who have won competitions in the AFL Supercoach, NRL Supercoach, BBL, uh, the NBA 2K that we follow. They've been a massive supporter of ours. So if you like what you see or or want to get involved or just have a geezer online, go onto the Insight, uh, sorry, the Standard Squeeze website. This Friday, though, they've got a big sale on 50% off everything. So we normally get the old 15% discount, which is awesome, but this Friday alone, 50% off. Go on the website, have a look. There's some bloody magnificent stuff on there. So treat yourself. Maybe an early Christmas present for your dad or something.
0: They've got some good stuff on there too. I've got the little wine cooler thing from my missus. Um, yeah, awesome. So they they look, actually look really good. Yeah. So uh, And I've got a four-in-one for my parents as well. So um, they've got some good stuff. And you know what? The best part is this podcast is going to drop on Friday, Mick. So ta-da, up on the website right now. Go and check it out. It'll be 50% off. Don't even worry about our code. We don't even... It, yeah, we, we. there's no benefit for, for us mentioning their, their sale, but jump on. You're going to save way more money doing it today.
1: Now, there's not many more exciting things than the standard squeeze pack that you could potentially win if you're part of our free league, but... Sam Whiteman scoring 100 at a strike rate of 120 two days ago. Mm, mm, mm. Get Um. him in. Yep.
0: 62K. He's so good. I need to play the soundbite, Mick, very quickly. He's so cheap. cheap. 62K for what this guy can bring you. He's the opening batsman. And he, like you just mentioned, scored a ton. He's the captain of... Uh, The WA team as well. So he's held in high regard over there amongst the squad. He'll have the gloves, which we just talked about as being a really big value add too.
1: Love it. Yep, and it wasn't a little ton. Like he was going on with it. He was 140 odd of 120. So he was accelerating. He's only at 22% own though, which is very fucking surprising to me.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. And But to be to be fair, though, a lot of people have Ben McDermott. So uh, these two fit into the same category, don't they? Flip a coin. Yeah, they do. Uh, to be honest, who do you pick? Which one? Whiteman or Ben McDermott? Who are you going to talk about next?
1: Uh, well, Ben McDermott I am going to talk about next, but I'm picking Sam Whiteman because it looks as though McDermott's batting with a donut at the moment. He is just all ledgers. <laughs> Doesn't look that great. Yes, he did score 100 a month ago, but... If we're talking overall, um, and I'll dig the stats up for you in a little bit, Sam Whiteman's just got the runs on the board now. He looks good. He looks comfort, uh, confident at the crease. His footwork's unreal. Like he hit six sixes the other day, which is, you know, he's not a big striker of the ball, but that just goes to show how nice and clean he's seen him at the moment.
0: Can't I can't disagree with you at all. He's in my team. He's on my bench. I'm more than happy to start with him. Um, I, I, with Perth on the double in round one, I wouldn't be upset if I had to start him in my team and just get two cracks and see what happens. And and you've got to think this Perth scorches lineup, this bowling lineup, they're so fucking good. Like Berendorf, Andrew Tyre, Jaya Richardson, Ashton Agar, the Hamish McKenzie is bowling incredibly well at the moment. Um, Cooper Connolly as well, we haven't mentioned, but he's just opened the batting for for yeah. WA in a one-day game and um, also bowled 10 overs for 40. So, this, you know, their the bowling is stacked. Their bowling is stacked. So that means Whiteman behind the stumps is going to get plenty of opportunities too, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Nothing more to say there.
0: Benny McDermott, mate, we don't really need to spend much time on him either. 88K, 48.6% owned. I feel like people are just buying into him because of what he's done in the past. Um they obviously yeah. skipped twenty two, didn't they? Didn't have a look at his stats in 22. Yeah, they
1: must yeah, they must have had the year off because he was shitty ass. He couldn't he couldn't do much and hence the reason for the hundred and something K drop in his price, but man, when he's on, he's so good to watch. Just the just the, the his onside play, his pull shot is one of the better ones I've ever seen. Like Ricky Ponting's gonna be the best. There's, there's no one that can play a pool shot better than Ricky Ponting, but Ben McDermott, McDermott sorry, when he's up and going, it's really nice to watch.
0: Oh, 100%. He's, he's awesome. And he's a very tempting VC emergency for your loop. If you really want to just take a crack on a guy on a single that could outscore people on a triple, it's Ben McDermott. Yep. Now, there's, there's players we haven't mentioned. There's only 13 wicket keepers, right? Mm. So who haven't we mentioned? Is there anyone even here worth worth talking about? Because there actually there's a couple of guys that are w- well owned over ten percent.
1: Yes, and it's well Josh Inglis we haven't mentioned him yet, but Matthew Wade. Mm-hmm. It, is there a chance in some foreign world that he opens the batting?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, mm. there could be. I think they might. He's done it before. I prefer him at three. Yeah, I think they might prefer him at three. Just with. Uh, yeah, I I mean, he batted three and four last year. I I don't know whether they throw him up into, into opening again. I think they like the way that he can anchor the innings if things go to shit, um, Mm. which we talked about how thin Hobart's batting lineup is. So I just don't think they're going to take that risk and use him up the top with Ben McDermott. Um, but he's 14.3% owned. So there's a few people there that think he might 133 K though. It's a little bit expensive for me in comparison to the the really nice options that we have that we've mentioned.
1: Yep. And then we're talking about Harry Nielsen who, geez, I don't know how he's got himself into a T20 squad with his strike rate, but he's there at sixty. You want to know K. how?
0: Go, tell me. I'll tell you why. His old man is head of performance at Adelaide Strikers.
1: Is that Tim Nielsen? Yep. There you go. Mm.
0: Uh, just conjecture. I haven't got yeah. that from anywhere. It's just me being a prick. No, but um, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, and then we got mate, maybe- you know, let me take the piss a little bit more. Sorry, I can't help myself. Yeah. Harry Nielsen okay. could be the only player in Supercoach history to have the wicket-keeper-only position, I reckon.
1: Uh, does he even do that well?
0: <laughs>
1: no, he actually what? gloves him okay.
0: Yeah. He's not bad him just gloves. yeah. From what I've seen,
1: he looks like a monkey with symbols, mate.
0: He's uh, Yeah, he's but he's going to bat nine in this squad, probably eight or nine. I reckon, I keep a if you put no your best, on. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a waste of a spot. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. But anyway, who else is going to keep the gloves in Adelaide? No, uh, you know, no Alex Carey. Unfortunately, they've you know All he's right. uh, he's gone, so uh, he won't play this year. Speaking of Carey, six percent owned. Please get him out of your team. He's playing Test cricket this 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 series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, he will not play any BBL. Unfortunately, for us BBL and- fans.
1: At time of recording, he's still probably blind with Travis Head, and rightfully so. Yeah, I would be
0: too. At least another weekend, mm. I reckon.
1: Oh, get around it.
0: <laughs> Who else have we got? Matty Gilks, Thunder, 101K, 6.5% owned. Uh, I He might find his way into the team, but he, I don't think he plays a, a, a relevant role. It just depends on whether Cam Bancroft at the Thunder ends up going into the test squad. He might find his way up the top there somewhere. Um, yeah, probably not relevant. And I don't want to spend up on a guy that doesn't play at 101 k It's a bit expensive for a VC or for a wicket-keeper loop. So, um, yeah, probably not an option. Jimmy Pearson, though, is an interesting one. I might leave him for you uh, last, mate. He's 10% owned or just sub of 10% owned, 113 k on the triple. No risk of him playing, uh, you know, no risk of him playing test cricket. Uh May, I, I don't know whether he plays pms 11 is, is he an option is he just a wild pod that you could just go and have a crack at no he's got three games in round one
1: I'll keep it to 25 words or less no
0: that was one word just, just so you're aware <laughs>
1: yeah okay okay yeah no I just I don't I don't see the relevance with him in the Bbl and why he's 10% owned? Yeah. It's probably got something to do with Brisbane having the triple game week to start with, but there's much better options out there.
0: That was more than 25 words, but um, yeah, Sorry, we, Dad. We, we found a, we found an average. Didn't we? Yeah, okay. So that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, we've talked about all 13. We could keep it somehow. I don't know how we've done it, but we've done it. And um, we plan for this pod to go for 30 minutes and we've talked for 45. So we've had fun. We've enjoyed ourselves, but yeah, um, right. Hopefully everybody got something out of it. But look, to be fair, the wicker keeper position is actually really important this year. You've got to get it right. You've got, And you can also utilize the loophole at the back end of, of uh, BBL as well. And we talked to you about how to do that at the start of the episode. So hopefully people got something out of that. Um, but we've got a couple of good options, man. And, and you can also use them at bat. So tell me, who who have you got in the wicker keeper spot at the moment in your team in either the wicker keeper or the bat position?
1: I have Josh Philippe in my team at the moment. I have... Joe Clark, who's I've nearly talked myself out of him during this podcast, and I've also got Sam Whiteman.
0: Yeah, nice. I so I've got Philippi Whiteman Cl- and Clark as well, but you're right. I think I'm going to need to find the money to get Quentin to cock in. Hmm. I think you're right. I, we've talked ourselves into that mid podcast, especially with the wicket keeping, with the catches, with the involvement, with the form that he's in, and also he's. T- 28% owned so if you miss and you don't get him and he starts red hot you're way behind. So yeah. that's something to think about as well. Um, there are some players that you can pod or anti pod, but I don't know whether he's the one you want to anti pod if I'm completely honest. It could be a it could be a risk not worth taking, so.
1: Not when you're seeing him like beach balls, no. Not at all, not at
0: all. Mate, um Guys, that'll do. That'll do. Wicket keepers are done and dusted. Keep an eye out for the bat and bowl podcasts that are coming up soon. So we'll do a separate bat and bowl uh, positional analysis where we talk through a lot of our stuff around pods, cheapies, primos, and and much more as well. Um, Mick, any final words, mate, before we wrap this one up?
1: No, I think we covered it off pretty well. Again, for those of you that haven't already, like, subscribe, make your way into our Discord, have a chat with Nathan and I. There's plenty of cricket talk going on, and it's only getting busier in there two weeks to go till the start of BBL can't wait
0: pumped looking forward to it guys that'll do we will see you next time for the next episode until then you've been listening to an insight bbl show catch you later peace